Dodd Network News. Where we give you a new perspective. On events happening in our world today. This is GNN. This is God Network News, Episode 9. Welcome GNN fans to another exciting episode of God Network News. Uh, Today is the first episode where we're using our new microphone setup here. And thank you very much for all of you who have been praying for us to be able to get a proper microphone and proper audio so that we can have a good listening experience for all of our fans out there. Uh, We're using now a blue uh, snowball, which is a very powerful and very... um, Yeah, high-quality microphone. Uh, As you can probably tell, uh, the quality is much better, and the sound input uh, gain is much uh, better quality as well. So we're expecting that we're going to um, have a much improved presentation for you and one that will be much more of an enjoyable experience for you. Uh, So keep praying for us. If you want to go to our GNN uh, website and press PayPal and give us a little bit of help to be able to pay off this equipment, that would be greatly appreciated. So uh, here we are with a new episode, and this uh, one is going to be, uh, again, with Fred Markert sharing with us some exciting stories about what is happening this time in Saudi Arabia. That's right, Saudi Arabia. You might have thought that Saudi Arabia Arabia, man, that's got to be the least evangelized place in the world. Well, it is highly unevangelized, but God is doing amazing things in Saudi Arabia. Many thousands and thousands of people coming to know Jesus there in that place, and churches being planted and Bibles being distributed. God is really on the move there, and we're going to hear a lot about it from Fred Market right now. Let's look at Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Uh, Saudi Arabia. Radical Muslim country. Mecca, the holiest city of Islam. Medina, second holiest city of Islam. See, in Mecca, two million Muslims come every year to worship, you know, during the pilgrimage, what they call the Hajj. You guys, before the first Persian Gulf War, literally only a small handful of Christians in Saudi Arabia. And when they would discover a Christian, if he ever got discovered, they would behead him outside the mosque on Friday before they go in to pray. In fact, they still do. When they, find, when they find Christians, they get beheaded with a sword outside the main mosque before they pray on Fridays. But before the first Persian Gulf War, only a handful of Christians. Now listen to me. We'll talk about this more tomorrow night if you come. We must stop thinking in terms of politics and countries in the body of Christ. We cannot allow politics to divide us. We are citizens of the kingdom of God above every other allegiance. I am a citizen of the kingdom of God first. I'm a member of YWAM second, and I'm an American citizen third. That's how I look at my life. And we must get beyond the politics that divide nations and think in terms of the kingdom of God and the purposes of God and understand how God works all things together for good, even if we politically disagree with it. So I don't know what you think about the war in Iraq now. I don't know what you think about the Afghan war. 
you know, I don't know what you think about the first Persian Gulf War. Let me just tell you what happened from a kingdom perspective, because that's the only perspective I care about, is what happened from a kingdom perspective. In Saudi Arabia, before the first Persian Gulf War, maybe 10 Christians or less. Guess what happened? During that one year of the Persian Gulf War, over 20,000 Saudis converted from Islam to Christ because the American soldiers were, many of them were Christians and they were preaching the gospel, handing out Bibles, and over 20,000 Saudis converted. That's more Saudis converted in one year than in all of history combined. Now, is that a good thing for the kingdom of God? That's a good thing no matter what we think about the war. About a hundred new underground churches were planted in Saudi Arabia in order to bring in this great harvest. See, I hate war. I've seen too many. I've been in the middle of too many of them and tried to go in there and clean up the aftermath. You know, it's a mess. And I hate it. It's ungodly. It's demonic. Some wars are just and are necessary. In fact, oh, I didn't mean to get on this. Romans 13 says God has given government the power to wield the sword in order to teach lawbreakers to fear. Oh, I don't want to go. Never mind. We're not going to go there. Anyway, just be rejoiced. 20,000 saved Saudis, 100 new underground churches. This happened during that one year of the war. Now, guess what happened next? The Americans gave Bibles to these Saudis and told them every word in this book is true. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus is no respecter of persons. And here's the true story, what happened. A few months after the war, two of these young Saudi believers were reading their Bible, and they got to the story of Joshua, how he marched around Jericho for seven days, and how he shouted, and God destroyed Jericho. And they got really excited. They said, whoa, the Americans told us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever and that he's no respecter of persons, and that every word in the Bible is true. So if he would do that for Joshua, he would do the same thing for us. And we have something like Jericho here in Saudi Arabia. We have the Grand Mosque, the holiest thing of all of Islam, where every year two million Muslims come and worship Allah. Here's the Kaaba in the middle. It's the holiest thing in all of Islam. They believe Adam laid the foundation stone and all this stuff. It's the holiest... They said, we've got the Grand Mosque. They said, so let's go up there and march around the Grand Mosque for seven days. We'll shout at it and God will tear it down. See, don't you love the zeal of young believers? Okay, so they go to Mecca and they're driving there. And the closer they got to Mecca, the more nervous they became because you cannot get into Mecca unless you're a Muslim. And one of the ways you prove you're a Muslim, there are border guards, it's a sealed city. You get to the border and you have to say the first pillar of Islam. You have to do the proclamation. You say, there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his prophet. So they're driving up to the border guard and they're saying, Jesus, we're not going to deny our faith in you. God, you've got to do a miracle. You can get us in. They get up to the border. The guard says, show me your passports. And he looks at their passports and he goes, oh, you're Saudis. He said, of course, every Saudi is a Muslim. He didn't know there were 20,000 converted Saudis. He didn't know there were 100 underground churches. He said, every Saudi is a Muslim. You don't have to say the proclamation. Just drive right in. And our brothers drive in going, woohoo, our God, he's awesome, you know. And they drove into Mecca. 
1992 on the pilgrimage while two million people are worshiping in the Grand Mosque. For seven days, they marched around the Grand Mosque. And this story has been documented by a researcher named George Otis Jr. And some of you have seen the transformation videos. I think he's going to put this story in Transformation 3. I think that's when it's going to get in there. So they're marching around for seven days. On the seventh day, full of faith, they shout at the Grand Mosque. And they step back to see what God was going to do to the Grand Mosque. And do you know what our great and awesome God did to the Grand Mosque at that exact second? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happened. You know, and here's a picture inside, you know, they're, they run around the Kaaba and they, they bow down. Nothing happened. And they got discouraged. They said, God, why didn't you, why didn't you do this? You did it for Jer Joshua, why not us? You know, you're no respecter of persons. You're the same today as you. What happened? And they were discouraged. They got in their, got in their car, started to drive home. Well, God didn't do anything to the Grand Mosque, but he did something inside the Grand Mosque that day that came to light, you know, shortly after. At the, at the exact time they shouted, there were 20 Muslim pastors, like in the crowd here, bowing down towards the Kaaba. And, and they're from Nigeria, northern Nigeria, Muslim Nigeria. As they came up after bowing the last time, all of them shouted at the top of their lungs because they said, standing on top of the Kaaba, the holiest thing of all of Islam, they said, was Isa. And they said Isa was 30 feet tall, 3 meters tall. And they said Isa pointed to us and said, Islam is not the true religion. Muhammad was not a prophet. I am the one true God. Worship me. And all 20 got radically saved inside the Grand Mosque, the holiest place of all of Islam, during the pilgrimage, the holiest time of the Islamic year. And that's our God. <laughs> And brothers and sisters, if our God can strike to the heart of Islam, there is no place he can't go. There is nothing he can't do. He can strike to the heart of the White House, King's Palaces, Prime Minister's Office, your unsaved loved ones, our high schools in our countries. There is no place our God can't go. Well, once you've been on the pilgrimage, they call it the Hajj, you're well respected, you're very respected in Muslim culture, and you put a, uh, you put, like we call a pastor reverend, once you've been on the Hajj, you put a thing in front of your name called Haji. And so if you're a Haji, you're like really respected. So all of them go back to their mosques in, in Nigeria, and all their people say, oh, let's go see our pastor. He's now a Haji, let's hear what he has to say. And they got up in front of their mosque and they said, brethren, Guess what we learned on the pilgrimage this year? <laughs> and they preached, th they talked about Jesus and their entire mosques got saved and are now evangelizing other Muslims in northern Nigeria. That's why we're talking about the Sahel region. See, it's this thing right here. God is moving with great power in that part of the world right now. And so now they're evangelizing other Muslims. This is the kind of thing our God can do. And he did that through two baby Christians who didn't know any better than to just believe that the word of God's true. <laughs> See? See, and we in the West, we, we intellectualize everything and don't believe this stuff, and then we wonder why we don't see things like this happening, okay? Isaiah 52, 9. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth 
will see the salvation of our God. That's what the Bible says, see? And so we can be confident that the work of the church will continue through the power of the Holy Spirit until the gospel is planted in every place, including those three billion people in the 1040 window right now. It hasn't happened yet, but it will happen someday, and I don't think God's going to turn off the earth until it happens. So I believe the second coming is dependent on us here on earth, what we do. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Wow, what an exciting testimony that Fred has just given us about what God's doing in Saudi Arabia. And I'm sure there's many more things that uh, that Fred didn't even have enough time to talk about that are going on there. And many things that we don't even know that God is doing. Uh, you know, this is so exciting. It's been such an exciting uh, time to be able to share this series on what God is doing around the world. Uh, you know, when we were in recently in the States, uh, and while we were there, we turned on CNN, and I did a little experiment and waited to see what was the percentage of news, positive news versus negative news, that CNN was sharing over about a 30-minute period. And I have to tell you that uh, from my calculation and my very unscientific uh, experiment uh, at that time, over 90% of what was shared during that 30-minute time was very negative news. And it's really caused me to begin to uh, see CNN as a really crisis negative news, CNN. And, uh, you know, if you fill your mind with that continually, day after day, and allow it to be pounded into your mind half-hour segment after half-hour segment after half-hour segment. Pretty soon you think that the only thing that's going on in the world is negative news, bad news, uh, crisis, events. But you know what? God is doing huge, wonderful, awesome, positive things around the world every day. Not just in our lives personally as believers, but he's doing awesome things like that in many millions and billions of people's lives around the world today. Even people that don't know him, he's doing things to show his love and try to bring them to a knowledge of salvation through him. He's doing great things. If we only knew, we'd be so encouraged. So let's not get bogged down by crisis network news, CNN. Let's take a look at what God's doing, GNN, God Network News. Let's focus on that, fill our minds with that, and then we'll get a better perspective of what the real world is really like and uh, a balanced perspective and that's what we're trying to do through gnn give you a much more balanced perspective of what's going on in this world today and to focus your attention much more on what god is up to well we've got a song right now that we want to play for you that's pretty exciting from a new group and uh, it's called i am not alone when you listen to this think about how you're not alone in this world you know, Jesus is with you. Jesus is there. Uh, the Holy Spirit has been given to you as a promise, as a comforter, as a counselor, as a helper. And he'll be with you forever, the Bible says. Jesus says, I won't orphan you. I'll never leave you alone. And you know, that's the same, not just for you, maybe there in the United States, or you in Alaska, or you in Hawaii, or you 
in the UK or you know Ireland or Australia, wherever you're from. It's the same for every person in the world. God loves every person in the world. They're not alone. If they would only know how close God is, they might reach out to Him and know Him. And you know, there's so many people that have never heard of Jesus in the unevangelized world. We need to be praying for them. We need to be going to them, reaching out to them. And so let's listen to the song. And I want you to think not about yourself. I want you to think about them, those out there that don't know about Jesus and the words that God is trying to say to them, that you are not alone.
grave.